you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There we go. Merry Christmas, Bert. And even though it's the day after, you're our first podcast after the day of Christmas. How about that? We didn't, want to, we didn't want I didn't want to take any days off. So I was looking forward to it. When you signed up on that day, I was like, oh man, we got a good one to kind of finish the year off with. You know what I mean? Um or, or start the new year if or, you're gonna go from Christmas to Christmas. Right. Some people do that, you know what I mean? They they start the yeah. I, I'm I'm a Christmas free. So if you if anybody knows me, I people know that, you know. Uh, Halloween's done and uh, November 1st, my Christmas decorations are up. Um, I told my kids, I said, get the caskets out of the front yard and, uh, and start, uh, (laughs) getting Mickey mouse and the Christmas tree out, uh, for, uh, decorating. And uh, you're, you're one of those. (laughs) That's correct. I am one of those for sure. And stuff. Oh, look at this. Oh, the Emilio's on already. Look at that. I'm surprised Emilio's on with all the stuff he's got going on for the week coming up. Well, so Emilio does his own thing. <laughs> well, that's true. We, 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 but then he is, he, you know, he is on 75 hard right now. So, Emilio, if you are listening, just so you know, I'm not on 75 hard this right now. I've done 75 hard through the holidays, but I am on a what am I 13 hours into a, a 42 hour fast. So um, which kind of sucks. And here's Daniela. She's on, too. There's only one listener right now, so oh no, here we are. We're popping up a bunch more now, but all right. Uh, Hi everybody! There we go. Um, <laughs> we used to do that every day at CBS. Hi everybody! No, that's not true. We didn't. Do that. that does sound very TV-ish mm. uh, from the. Uh, <laughs> that does sound very TV-ish. So mm. I got Tim Burt on the show today, so I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit, and then uh, we're going to hit into his. Uh, his expertise and and see if he can't help market what we do and help market what you do you guys do out there so with no further ado tim if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself let's 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 get rocking and rolling yeah sure here's the mercifully mercifully brief introduction uh my name's tim burt how you doing uh, i have more than thirty thousand commercials to my name around the world sold over half a billion dollars worth of stuff and i've had to market everything from fortune 500 companies all the way down to lots of mom and pops and entrepreneurs probably just like you uh, all over the world coach cult coach consult speak uh, voiceover coach uh, and i've created a platform a marketing platform that does not exist anywhere else in the world uh, it's called the qr market and uh, allows you to sell four things on the same screen at the same time. And that's kind of my big focus right now. But in the world of marketing, that's pretty much what I do is, is uh, I help people sell more stuff. 
Yeah, that's including selling themselves, I would imagine, right? Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, marketing in itself, I think, as far as business goes, you know, in a martial arts world, you know, word of mouth is probably one of the best marketing tools that we have. And, you know, having that kind of a, a system inside of what we do is, you know, it, it, if you've got a good product, it will draw people in and they will tell their friends and they will come. But I'll tell you this. Now, tell me this is not true, right? You can do something great for, for, for a million years and you do one bad thing and boy, it can come crashing down in a heartbeat. No on, doubt. On, and, and just erase all the good that you've ever done. It's, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird dichotomy when you think about it. Yeah. It's the, one of my, my first rule of marketing is especially online is contradiction gets attention. So if you go, if you do something out of your perceived norm, what people expect you to do, if all of a sudden it's the, you know, you, you screw up so spectacularly that people can't help but share it and follow and all that stuff and comment on it, you're going to get attention. May not be the attention you want. However, one thing, uh, and there's a caveat to that. You've heard people say, well, there's uh uh, there's no such thing as bad press or, or you don't want any bad press or any of that. Here's the truth. Um, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. So if you, if, <laughs> if, if you, if you somehow manage to fall down this trap where you screw up so spectacularly that people that you just all of a sudden go viral, that may not be the worst thing in the world. It puts eyeballs on you. And isn't that what we're trying to get anyway? Eyeballs and ears on you. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So, well, let's take a look at something that's that's big right now, like in the well, I don't know in your world, but in my world, you know, you on my feed, you're going to see stuff like Joe Rogan and MMA fights and Jocko and, <clears throat> you know, stuff that I do, the jujitsu world and and uh, this sure. is what see right and then so the liver king is out and about i don't know if you've heard about him right the no. liver king is is a uh this guy is ripped but you know he eats like hearts and uh, raw liver and, and oh. said, this is what you gotta do <laughs> to look like me and he's like this big focus i mean he is ripped to 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 shreds and everybody and he keeps saying he's not on steroids i'm not i don't do i don't do that i don't do uh steroids I only eat, <laughs> you know, liver and, uh, you know, whatever else organs that he has. Yeah. And so he, uh, he now has been come across now for, for a couple of years, they all talk about him. And so they all talk about that. He's, that he's full of shit that he's, he's taken steroids. Okay. And then finally it comes across through an email that somebody has hacked or something did on him and he has had to come clean that he he does do it, that it's been a big lie. And now it has just changed the whole focus. He's on every freaking show on why did you lie about it and stuff like sure. that. And every time I watch it, I'm like, did he set that up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Liver King. Here's how this here's how this works. Okay, Liver King. The, the emails have come forth. Uh, we, we've you've been exposed as a well, maybe not telling a hundred percent of the truth. Why did you do it? 
well, look, man, I just had to do what I had to do. And speaking of what I had to do, do you know what you have to do? You have to buy my program that is available right now at liverking.com. And I'm going to show you how to. It's it's all a work, man. It's all a spin. It's all an angle. It's everything is there's there's an angle to everything. <laughs> People say, no, I'm just being honest. Uh, well, you might be, but subconsciously. Below the surface, you're going, you know, I really would like you to check out my book or my podcast or buy my program or I do coaching. You know, it's all about getting eyeballs on you. So, I, yeah, is it it comes across as slimy and sleazy? Sure. But man, he mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I'm telling you right now, he definitely has mission accomplished because uh when it when it came forth now it's you know everybody talked about how he's you know that's not true so he'd be on the shows taking out that's true now he's on every show and saying it was just such a relief for that to finally come out it's like a monkey on my back and i was lying to my family and and nobody, well in in the world of media nobody trust me when i was at cbs uh and, and in radio for all those years trust me we don't want to talk to anybody who's boring we don't want to talk if there's no controversy or angle to what you have. Eh. Mm. Next, I can find somebody who does. I can find somebody who is controversial. I can find somebody who will stir the pot. You know, if, if we don't media um, media outlets and, and that's by the way, that's print, uh, radio, television, Internet, uh, even uh, even billboards. I mean, if it's something contradictory or uh controversial that's going to get attention because it's out of the norm it's you know what they mm. say a pattern break or pattern disruptor and all that stuff yeah it's true it's true it's just what is it who's your audience what do you want them to do now that you've got the attention okay what do you want them to do <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> it's yeah, I've been. I, I I thought about that with you when it, when it all comes exposed, and I knew that. I said, oh, you know, I got Tim coming. I'm going to ask about that because it is so suspicious to me that that <laughs> that this <laughs> it's that's just so. Yeah, this just it was so. It's so. It still is. Every time I see him, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I guess it. But here's the thing, right? Um, oh, Escobar's on. Um. Here's the thing with it. It's like a car accident, man. I don't no want to listen to you, but for some reason, I got to listen to what BS is coming out your mouth right now. Jerry Springer, Maury Povich, Oprah to a degree. That, that's how they built their careers. That's how they got where they are. They, they didn't get there by going, well, here's Susie Cream Cheese. She makes uh, sweaters. Uh, let's talk about it. No, it's you are not the father. <laughs> you, you, you you are not sleeping with your you are sleeping with your cousin's dad or what? <laughs> what was All of that stuff. But here's here's the question I would pose to you, Mark. Do you think reality shows are real? Well, you know, it was exposed here that I've always thought they're full of crap until they wanted to use my school because at my school behind my alley is a nice kind of a, a little parking because of my next door neighbor. is it, It's hidden. 
And so they came to me and said, hey, our actors are going to be in here. This is the reality show where they come and pick up your car and uh, and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. You guys are you guys are coming in. Oh, man. And this is your reality show. So they got the reality actors and they're um, confiscating their car um, and making a big fight, you know, out of it in the back in the alley. And that's when I realized I okay. yes I I know what you're talking about I've seen that that's a, I didn't realize that was your that was your place that's kind of cool. that's kind of cool you, so <laughs> that's when I knew when they did a couple of them they asked if they could use the parking lot in the back and I'd have the actors in here and I would I'd be sitting right here I'm in my office you know that I turned into my podcast studio right and I'm just like you guys are so full of shit, man. <laughs> People are, but it's just, I guess it's just the entertainment value. That's why pro wrestling is what it is. Dude, no doubt. So a- absolutely. Absolutely. I, well, it's, it's, it's the same. Um, it's the same phenomenon as when I was, when I was on the radio, I'm going to tell you the two, I was thinking about this the other day for some odd reason. I don't know why the two, hardest times that i had to be on the air was uh number one this was in 90 let's say this was 94 and we had just launched a brand new radio station in rapid city south or i'm sorry in sioux falls south dakota and i got brought in because it's hey it's a brand new station and the first day we we were playing like ten thousand songs in a row to launch the station back in those days you know and the first day that we could actually talk and it was like, okay, now we're going to start loosening this up. We're going to start doing the commercials and all that. Th- this was the day that Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison. And I'm like, I actually have to say this, but Hey, welcome to this new radio station. By the way, Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up. Here's, you know, whatever, uh, you know, Alanis Morissette coming up or whatever. And the second one, the second hardest a time uh, in radio was was here and i had just moved here this was the week of the, so 9-11 happened on a tuesday every saturday and i'd been here for a year uh producing this show creating this show it was a saturday night dance party like i would mix all the songs well we didn't take that saturday off so imagine one of the great tragedies in American history. And Saturday night, I had to be like, hey, it's part, it's Saturday Night Fever right here on Y98, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, do you know how weird this is? Do you know how fake this feels? <laughs> so, the, the, <laughs> dude, it, for, for what was it, five hours, it was just bizarre. And it's like, how do you get around that? Well, you just do what you do but i think there's there's a level of acceptability from the audience when you put something out when you market something yourself there's a level of acceptability people will say they have very sensitive bs meters i believe you i don't believe you and the second it starts going to i don't believe you you've lost it Mm -hmm. no doubt so i had to (laughs) let's have some fun (laughs) Three thousand people just died back in new york but hey let's have some fun here's casey and the sunshine band (laughs) that's I can so tell you did radio with your radio voice. Yeah. It's no. uh it's uh <laughs> it's so I, I thought now now you don't do you have your own podcast too, Tim, or not? Or do you not podcast? 
I do. So, um, I, I don't. I'm not very active on it just because of. Uh, I'm very particular of of what I do on it. Um, and there's, I think I'm at about forty or fifty episodes. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't podcasted in a while, but I do. I, the reason I I do it is is just to stay in touch with the broadcasting roots. You know, gotcha. Just, uh-huh. I just treat it like a treat it like a radio show. You know, that I had to do for years. So, but so it's you, fun. So now, did did you go to school for what you do, or did you kind of land in it? Is that what you I, did? Literally, th- this was from a very young age. I knew I was going to do something in media. I had a very good i very good inkling that I was going to do performance something, and. Uh, yeah, so all of this stuff that I've achieved, I have no degree. Uh, I have no formal training, per se. Um, won no awards. I don't have any marketing competition ribbons or trophies um, hanging up. This is all self-taught and and and, and also, I'll say self-taught, but also investing in myself, um, paying for my own coaching from, from my mentors who absolutely changed my life and the trajectory of my career so if i if i didn't invest in myself i would not be wouldn't even be close to where i am today you know i i encourage my kids to do the same thing now i personally am i'm i did not graduate college okay Uh, as a matter of fact in high school i went from being like the president of junior high school back when i was in high school it was um elementary school was up to ninth grade it wasn't like it is today and then then we right and then when you went to high school it was 10th 11 and 12 that's how it was you know you're an old guy like i am so the i remember going from a a junior high setting in a private school where i was kind of the you know played quite a bit of sports and was in small student and then i went to a public school Reseda high you know uh where Cobra Kai was born and bred oh, at yes. Cobra Kai. Yeah. And so and I just kind of got lost in there. I went on the football team and I was a walk-in. And as a walk-in, you know, you're just kind of getting your ass kicked on a daily. You know, the coaches back then <laughs> is uh coaching back then is, you know, you know, you suck in waters for the week. And uh, you know, so <laughs> the walking uh, off, rub dirt on it, you know, uh, and you know, two a day practices and the whole thing. And I just didn't do well in there, and I got my jaw broken in high school. You know what I mean? I I, um, I got sucker punched. I wasn't doing martial arts back then. Hmm. Um, I tell this story quite often. I didn't tell it in my book, but November 16th, 1977, I'm sitting on the bench. I remember the day like it was yesterday. I had just taken his, his position on the football team, and uh, I'm starting the next game, and I'm just sitting there, and he goes, and he looks past you, and, you know, some – Stuff comes out of his mouth. They turn around and he just whack and he just cracked me right in the mouth. Mm. And it broke my jaw in two places up here and here. Mm. And I had to have my jaw wired shut through that Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. So my jaw is like this. And this is how I talked. And I had to suck through a straw. And uh, his name's Tony Mendoza. So anybody knows every time I do a podcast, I, I look for him and ask him if I can just redo that. He's welcome <laughs> to come to the school and uh, we're going to just put the cage up. And him and I going to have a go. And was uh, he just as a quick aside? Was he the reason you got into martial arts? <laughs> he is a well. My brother's more the reason, but it's always been in the back of my mind ever since I got hit that way. Sure, that 
I said, I am going to learn how to defend myself at some point. And um, it's, it's kind of, a, this will never happen yeah, again in your head. Right. And yeah. I became kind of a after that one, too. And I was already kind of getting made fun of in school quite a bit. And so I was naturally kind of a tough dude and aggressive. And I, I was just I would fight. Right. And it it would take the attention off bullying me. And so that's what I did. Right? And so after I did that, uh, uh, when I finally got to, to learn martial arts, I said, uh, well, I'm a, I said, if I ever find him, I can't yet to find any. I'm hoping he comes in and, and, and let me. And I keep thinking to myself, there's not many guys my age that want to come in and roll around and fight anymore. They kind of grow out of it. But, you know, I, I keep growing into it more. I don't know what's wrong with me. But that's great, <laughs> though. That's that is uh, that is how high school was, you know, for me. And so I didn't I ended up not graduating school either. I just I went. In fact, I went to continuation school in in high school where it was more independent study. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and. That's how I graduated out of high school. And I took the GED. I tried to do some college and I freaking hated it, you know, and but. I think now I don't know now you so you're pretty self-taught now you know guys in our era like uh, you know I hear this quite a bit right there was a time that school was super important now I told my children I'd like to see you get some schooling in behind you but I want you to do what you love for a living and I want you to invest in yourself because you said something there that I think is is spot on right about investing in yourself and growing what you love to do right and so when you when you invested in yourself, you needed coaching. Where did you go looking? I think this is an important question because I'm going to tell you why. I mean, I'm just be pretty transparent. You know, I'm pretty real talk about all this kind of stuff. When when I was in when I got introduced to the CLA and all the stuff and all the authors and all that kind of stuff, I mean to tell you that people come at you with um quite a bit of i'll be your coach i can do this i can do that and how to pick and choose and and i'm not saying that some of them aren't great but they have to be great for you right so i would like to know when how do you weed through or how did you weed through who am i going to pick that is going to be the most beneficial for what i need because even matter of fact every coach says it out there even in the CLA tribe and stuff like that, they said, Hey, my coaching may not be what you need, but this is what I do a B and C. And maybe this is what you need or you're looking for because let's, I mean, let's be honest. Some of the, um, you you know, you, my personality, right. You're going to have to be kind of in my face. You're not going to, I'm not going to be well into a Zen, um, yoga type of a coach, my dear friends and stuff like that. Now I need to, you to be in my face and say, (laughs) stop being a pussy. And right. this is what you're going to do A, B, and C, or you're not going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. What, give me some feedback on what you think. How did you, how did you choose coaching and what's a good thing for people to look for? The, th- this answer may seem a little unorthodox. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm all about giving, getting Michael. I want you to think in a different way. I want you to, because the, 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 the standard, 
conventional wisdom way of thinking may not be the best path for you. It's, a, it's like college. You got to go to college for what? <laughs> now, if it's mm -hmm. a, if you're going to be a surgeon or a right you know, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, sure. An engineer, of course. Uh, but when it comes to coaching, especially just for you, here's, this is what I did. Um, there was a guy that I knew, or I kept hearing his name for years. I would hear his name and I dabbled around like, yeah, let me see what this guy's got going on. And then one day, um, there's a very long backstory behind it, but one day I, I just, I knew I had to pull the trigger. I knew I had to get better or I was probably going to be out of a job. And I said, I, I got to get help. Like, if, so the first step is coming to that realization that you need a coach, number one. But to your point of who is the right coach, if if you hear, if you keep hearing people say this person, this person, this person, that, you know, this guy, check this guy out. Oh, yeah, he's really good. Maybe check him out. You know, and, and the thing is, it may not be the person at the top of the, the top of the mountain in the in the, in your industry. Mm hmm. They may not be, they may be middle of the pack, but man, they're really good. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. real, and they could be really good for you. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's like anything else. It's almost kind of like buying a car. It's like, what do you need it to do? You know, if I, buying a vehicle, what do you need it to do? You well, need that, to, yeah. You know, and, and, and just go from there, but it, it really does boil down to doing your due diligence. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I, I, you know, I've always, you know, being a, you know, a self-starter, I've told my children too, I said, the thing that I missed in school, which could have been taught in high school is this, that how to, how to formulate and write good, right? Which for business, right? And, and how to, what marketing, um, uh, Look at Emilio's off to get books and banners for the thing. Emilio, I hope you put those extra books in for me because I haven't got an invoice, just so you know, just while we're on the subject. Um, so, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Emilio's going to pick me up from the airport next week. I'm going to walk those rocky steps. Uh, so I, I want to, when I looked at coaching myself, when I, I was trying to look for some coaching, I said, first of all, I have to be related. I have to relate to them. You know what I mean? Number one. And they have to be real with me. They have to be able to tell me that, hey, what you're doing sucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we can have a conversation on what you think sucks and what, why I feel like it's not, uh, what that means. You know what I'm saying? And so, but we still need to make sure that. Uh, you, I'm getting something out of this. You know, I'm a pretty, oh, uh, sure. I'm, I'm transparent. Uh, I'm real. And I, my ego at my age now, my ego is less than what it was when I was a youngster, you know, when I was a younger man. I, I mean, you couldn't tell me what I was doing right or wrong. Right. But I, but in school, I, you know, I couldn't learn to formulate, you know, I, I didn't write, I didn't write as well. Okay. I, I, you know, and critical thinking, you know, on putting you under some stress like life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't tell you like in martial arts in my school, especially 
you will get stress tested in here to see if the techniques we teach you work. I'm not just going to yep. give you some fluff. I'm going to throw you up against a wall and I'm going to breathe hard in your face. And you're going to tell me if you can defend yourself or not, right. because that's right. how real it's going to be when violence hits you. And if when violence hits you, you better hit it back. And because I'm not going to be there, but you're going to have mm -hmm. part of me with you. You're going to have that spirit of not quit. And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to take part of your heart today. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I try and empower my students real. And yeah. so, uh, I, you didn't have that in school either. They didn't really pressure test us. Testing no. us on on two times two and stuff like that is not pressure testing. Right. Getting you in front of a group. Can you speak? You know what I mean? Can you talk? Stuff yeah. like that. That's yeah, the only if, thing that I wish I had more of. Well, in the world of business, and when it comes to, you know, do you need a coach? Which one should you pick? Do I even do you even need a coach? Should I get it? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was asking about some marketing stuff. And I, and I said, look, he said, he brought up the, 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 uh, the old, um, saying that business is a blood sport. And I said, it's true. It is. And I, and then I countered him with, and money is how we keep score. And he had never heard that. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and, and he goes, he's like, Oh man, that's just, that's, that's crazy. You know? So when you can have, and you can drop a little bit of knowledge on somebody and they have that light bulb moment and they, they, they can connect the dots for themselves in their head mm -hmm. dude that, that's that that's why i do half this stuff is look i just want you to i want you to get better yes you need a coach but a coach doesn't always have to show you every single thing is i think i think me personally a really good coach depending on your personality is the person who says the coach will say Okay, I need to get them here. Now, if I can get them to connect this dot and this dot to get here, I'm not going to say do this, do this, do this. I'm going to say, what if you tried blank? Oh, and then deductive reasoning kicks in and they can go, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, it's let them connect the dots and let them think that it's their own thought in their own head. When you can do that, a good coach will can can do that to you and make you think that it was your idea that makes it first off makes the coach's job a lot easier number two number one and number two it's going to give you a greater sense of accomplishment like yeah oh, i figured I, this out that's really good yeah that's really good advice on 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 that there tim i think that that will resonate well with the even the audience out there because i want to see uh i want to see my students do well and I want to see light bulbs go off. Um, you know, and part of it is you got to show up, man. Okay. You got to show up oh. with it, with an open mind and you got to do the work. Absolutely. You can do these, those two things. And then let me kind of coach you here and there. And I say this all the time, right? My coaching, my coaches anyway, I've got some of the best coaches in the martial arts, right? Fight coaches and jujitsu coaches and like on my jujitsu world, my jujitsu techniques are this big, but my jujitsu is this big. And I hone in and I just tell my students, your jujitsu is going to be different than mine. Yeah. And you're going to have to navigate and you're going to have to find your way. And so yeah. I think that is um, that's really, uh, really powerful. And I've connected these dots on everybody that's that's like yourself, a Jose or an Emilio and everything else. All you, uh, you know, entrepreneur men and women that I have, you have one common thread we all have this common thread is the coaching aspect. 
And the 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 more that you can get that at a younger age, boy, the better you'll 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 mature into some fine wine for sure. Absolutely. So hundred percent agree. What one here's here's um this and this I think would resonate with your audience, uh, and especially in the jujitsu world. My gosh, I, I studied martial arts for like a cup of coffee when I was 15 or something. And it was, it just wasn't for me, I mean, that's okay. But I do voiceover coaching because I voice stuff all over the world. And the first day one, day one, when somebody works with me, I tell them rule number one in the world of voiceover and voice coaching is the money is in the control. If you're able to control your voice or in the world of jujitsu, when you're able to control your actions or your movements or control the the fight, you know, mm -hmm. poor term, when you're able to maintain control, you're going to do a lot better than these people that are just flailing around wildly and have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they're, they're going off of muscle memory and things that they've heard or the things that they've saw, uh, the things that they've seen that they think are right, but they're not. <laughs> and they just think like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. It's the Dunning Kruger effect, if you know what that is. But like, oh, I know how to do that. No, you don't. No, you don't. And you're making so many mistakes right now. I can just come in and <laughs> you know, just, just take you take you down inside of two that's, seconds. You know? Right? Yeah. That's see those type analogies just fit so well for me, and then they fit everybody that that is because they're still the ABCs of what what you do. So. Well, let's ask this. So, you know, I got the, you know, I got a good coach online. So let let's let's ask. Give me your 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 top three when you come into market yourself, okay, or your business. What's A, B, and C that you should be looking at? And then I'll get a little more specific on some questions I have. So, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because I got a three part answer, and it's all one answer. It's one answer in three parts, and it's very quick. Uh, first off, it, it's what I call the need, want, will test. Okay, the need, want, will test. The first question is when you say like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I've got this thing, I've got this this tablet here, and I want to, I've just created this thing, and I want to sell it. Great. Run it through the need, want, will test. The first, the first question is, does your audience, and you have to know who your audience is, does your audience need it? Yes or no? Well, maybe. Okay. They may, they may not need it. They may need it. We don't know. And that's, it's important, but it's not as important as the second question is. The second question is, do they want it? Do they want it? Well, gosh, I mean, I don't know if there's only one way to find out, put it out there. Let's see if they want it. It's like MySpace or Facebook. Did you want it? Well, I don't know. Did we want Instagram? Well, maybe. I don't know. Third question is, will they pay for it? Will they pay for it? And if you say, well, yeah, Instagram's free and Facebook's free. And I'll say, yeah, you're paying for it in a different way. You just don't realize <laughs> you're paying for it in your data. But do you, does your audience need it? Do they want it? Will they pay for it? I go back to Google. If you remember in the late 90s, 98, I think 97 or 98 is when Google really bubbled up. And I heard it from a friend of mine. She says, oh, there's this new search engine. You got to check it out. It's called Google. Okay. She goes, that's great. You're going to love it. Okay, fine. Did we need Google? No. We had other, we had other search engines. We had AOL. We had AltaVista. We had Yahoo. We had 
they had all these uh, ask Jeeves. We had search engines. <laughs> yeah. But somebody came along and made a better one. Okay. So it's different and better. Do people want it? Well, when they saw what it could do, yeah, they wanted it. Will they pay for it? Yeah, they're paying for it in their data and their tracking and all that other hoo-ha that you know these companies do. So it it really it does it boils down to that that fundamental question. Do they need it? Do they want it? Will they pay for it? I created a thing about a year and a half ago for it was for uh, people that in the radio industry that did that are still doing the job that I did for all those years. And it was the commercial side, you know, basically making commercials and making better commercials that are going to actually work for the, the clients and turn them into money. And everybody I talked to is, Oh gosh, this industry needs this so bad. Okay. Do they need it? Yes. Do they need it? Mm -hmm. Pass the need test. Do they want it? Well, yeah, sure. They want it. It failed the third part. Will they pay for it? The answer was a big fat no. And the reason why is because it's the whole internet. That, well, it's on the internet. It's free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, it, and the people think, well, gosh, I can just get that stuff. From, I can learn all that stuff from YouTube. Well, you can, but nobody ever said it's any good. <laughs> you know, it's, That's true. it's what, I, what I call the free online library. Be careful what you pay for. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. You can learn plenty of stuff on plenty of topics on YouTube. Nobody ever said it's any good. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, those so, are those are good. So you're saying, do they need it? Do they want it? Will they pay mm -hmm. for it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those it, are. It's, uh, it's got to pass that test. It's got to pass that test. Yeah, those are three really, really good, really good things. So let me ask you some questions here. Sure. I've got some questions just because it's in my world, right? And, you know, I did all this on a, on a whim, okay? This whole thing, and then it's growing to be a little bit more than what I, I thought it would be. And I really only did, uh, I was only doing, I did, wasn't doing interviews quite a bit in the first. It was just me talking kind of about my story, what it was like to, you know, lose 110 pounds and, and this kind of thing and, and have some legacies to it. And I have this small audience that, oh, Mr. Cox is talking and, I want to hear what he has to say. And so I did this audio podcast to have a legacy for my kids, kids. When dad's gone, this is how my dad thinks. This is what he does. This is how he lives his life. And that's how I really started it. And then it kind of evolved into this. And then I, this matter of fact, you're probably one of the best guests I've had on because you have great audio. I cannot oh, tell you. everybody that comes on my mic. <laughs> You, I cannot tell you how important the audio is on these things, man. Okay. And, no you doubt. know, so I invested in some stuff. Um, I had somebody help me say, this is what's going to make your podcast uh, look good and be better. But your sound yep. is your, is, is the bread and butter. That's key. And so I invested in the mics and, and now uh, as it's grown, you know, there's a few things I'd like to do a little bit different in, and, you know, into 2023. Sure. But my question is, I had a professional voiceover that you'll hear it in the, in the beginning. And now I've had it for a year. And so I'm asking myself, Tim, is less more on the introduction of yourself? Is talking about yourself the best way for introductions? And should it be more targeted into an audience? 
you know, yeah. and, and that could be for not just my podcast, but that could be for anybody. Am I trying to uh, be be bigger than what it can be or do I need to target myself into a better audience? Uh, f- wow. First off, great questions. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, when it comes to the intro. I would agree with you. I, the shorter, first off, shorter is better. There was an old saying that we had in radio, don't bore us, get to the chorus. We're listening to a new <laughs> <That's> song. Awesome. <laughs> listening to a new song going, get to the hook, get to the hook, the most recognizable part of the song. Um, if you if your intro was well-crafted, written out, and really edited, 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 edited to the point where it's literally 10 seconds, you know, 15 seconds tops. Mark Cox is an international award-winning jujitsu master who has beaten, you know, Bruce Lee, even whatever, <laughs> um, who teaches martial arts students like you how to, or, you know, talks with guests who in the, in the world of martial arts and black belt magazine or whatever. See what I'm saying? right if 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 it's really well written and it's well crafted and it's concise and it's hard hitting and it's it's got all the it's got some of those triggers in there that the the nlp stuff it can be extremely powerful um i think if you have an intro if it's really short great um because here's the here's the thing even when you're marketing yourself somebody is hearing or seeing you for the first time Every time you, every time you do one of these shows or every time you post something, somebody is hearing or seeing you for the first time you had. And, and so it, when you, um, let them define what you are, you lose, you have to say, I'm Mark Cox. Here's, here's my world. Why don't you come into my orbit? Why don't you land on my planet and let me show you around. Now you've got see, now you control the narrative. One of my mantras, when you control the message, you control the money. And what I said, what was rule one? Money's in the control. <laughs> so, I mean, this all kind of ties in together. You know, it's mm. a yin-yang thing. Uh, your intro should be short. It should say, Mark Cox, the Mark Cox podcast. You'll learn about this, 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 you know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, and what there was a second part there. I'm sorry. I got hung up on the intro. Well, I, no, you, and that's that was my main thing, right? So the intro being... Uh, and the next was talking about yourself, right? How do you come across so you don't sound like an arrogant it, dick? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not a big old me monster. Me, right. I'm this. And that. <clears throat> uh, always put the focus on them. So, for instance, or or it's it's like I said earlier about letting them connect the dots in their head. One of my taglines is I make commercials that make money. Mm. Whoa. Can you help me? Could it? Probably. Let's figure out what you got. Let's see. So I let them connect. I let them <laughs> kind of go, yes. huh, yeah. you know, in their head. Um, if it, it, the, the problem that, that a lot of people run into is the, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. I've done that too. I can do this too. And, but, and what <clears throat> there's a point. When if if all you're doing is saying, I do this, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. What people are really hearing is I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Hire me. Hire me. And they're going to go. And nobody wants to hire or work with anybody that appears or comes off as desperate. 
it's just because then it's you're just willing to do anything to you know for me to pay you or whatever it is it's like do you really have my my vision is here can you help me get here instead of you know i think those are really good advices because you know you'll end up here in mind too and i think i i i think i already know what what you're going to come back with on because even myself now that i'm putting my intros in and stuff like that and it's almost a, a 30 second intro and i'm like man this is taking forever and you know i'm getting sick of hearing it myself okay? welcome to short attention span theater <laughs> right and so and i'm thinking to myself if i'm getting sick of it is everybody else going to get sick of it too no. and am i not am i not getting am i not you know is it I think what you're what well I think what you're really saying is is it as effective and concise and as piercing as it could be that might be what you're really I that's think correct back, I think that's the, yeah I I I have that I do have that in the in the back of my head and I think that's the other thing I I, I like um I, you know, I got a, you know, the guy that did it is a really good radio voice. I kind of found him. I was like, I was looking around for him and, and he's from Texas and, I, and he's got this old school radio voice. And, you know, I'm kind of a vintage guy. I like, you know, even in my logo, you can see I got that vintage fifties mic and yeah. I don't know why I like that. I just, I may, I guess it just reminds me of when I was growing up with my own folks, you know what I mean? You know? Sure. And, um, I just like that vintage look and I liked the, the vintage sound out of his voice. But now, after doing this now, I'm coming up on my fourth season in 2023, right? And then I started looking for coaching in the podcast world. Okay, how do I grow the podcast now past what it is? And even on somebody on some of these things, I'm like, I don't know if I'm targeting people um, the way I need to be. I have this vast thing that I like to know, and I like to hear other people's stories. Right. And I like to hear their expertise on how do you help other people? And I like the interview process, but there's some shows I still do. It's just me, just me yeah. talking. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, you know, how do you kind of, how do you, how do you help navigate people to become the best version of themselves? It, it goes back to the old Zig Ziglar qu quote, um, help people get what they want and help them get what you want. So it's a, who's your audience? You know, and really what, what is the, I would say, what's the purpose of your podcast? Is it to, uh, is it, is it a, it's clearly not a martial arts thing. Cause I wouldn't be on if it was just martial arts because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not martial arts. So really it's who, who's your audience? What, what's the purpose of the podcast? What, what are you going to tell them that they can't get anywhere else? things like that so you really it, it, you have to work backward you we've all heard this work backwards start with your end goal in mind and you know yeah i think that's that. good man I, I just think that see this stuff also right not even in college is marketing in your business courses really ironed in on this this is all coming to me over years of being in business and what i feel works and what and then i have a tendency to look through black belt eyes. I don't look through um, uh, somebody else's eyes. I look through black belt eyes. I look through, oh, that that intrigues me. That intrigues me. I don't want to intrigue me. So, it ain't about you. It's never about you. 
always about them. Remember, go back to need, want, will. Do they need it? Do they want it? Will they pay for it? It's not about you. It's not, do you need it? Do you want it? Will you pay for it? No, it's, will they, them, will they pay for it? You got to think of they, not you. Right. And so when, when you do some target marketing or, you know, we see somebody, you know, I see somebody, you know, getting, just getting after it and stuff like that. And it's just aggressive as all can be and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, I freaking, I love that. But I'm not sure mom with her three-year-old son is loving that. Uh, So. Yeah. Yeah, It's well, you have to get really, you hear this all the time. Um, And it's true. I just don't like how many people keep, seems like they keep barfing the same line over and over your avatar. Well, that's partially true. I, I, I'd like to think of a bigger target on the, on the, uh, on the bullseye, you know, go out a couple of rings. Um, you know, I want people who are, I want, I want dudes over 50 who can devote 10 hours a week to getting in shape and, uh, and, and they can spend $500 a month without breaking their budget to buy the supplements. Like if I, if that was the, if that was right. a, an audience for you, or if you want to, if you had a training, you know, the ripped grandpa or something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and you said, here's, here's what I want. I want this. They got to, they got to, they got to tick off all these boxes. If they can do this, 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 boom, I want you. And now some people would say, well, gosh, you're, you're kind of making a smaller, uh, you know, the audience is a lot smaller. Yes, it is going to be a lot smaller, but guess what? They're going to be a lot more receptive because you're not, you're literally talking to people who are, are, they want to hear what you are telling them. It's like, yes, this is what I want. Again, it goes back to need, want, will. Do they need it? Do they want it? Will they pay for it? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. That's all. That's all true. You know, because I didn't, I didn't really get into the podcasting thinking that this could be a a source of income, but it truly is now. And now I got people asking me about sponsorships. I don't even know about that yet, right? You know, I don't know about that world yet. I yeah. haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't really had a coach that that walked me through that or how to make it. And then then am I enduring to other people? You know, it's a whole weird thing for me, right? So I hadn't looked at, I haven't dabbled into that yet, but then, you know, I'm going on my fourth year. And then, so I had to reevaluate myself and said, why am I doing these? Why am I doing these? There's not really money. It's cost me a lot of money and equipment. Because and I time. Wanna, right. And I want to have a quality show. Um, all my, my girl, you see the artwork she did with, with, with you and stuff like that. Yep. You know, I have a virtual assistant that does all these covers that look and I, I I was doing it. You can see mine in the beginning. You can see what a rookie I was uh, compared to what when she came along. Right. And and so that was the next evolution is having that professional look to it. I wanted that. But now in 2023. uh, I was even going to launch a second podcast called Goya. Get off your ass. Right. (laughs) And uh, the Goya podcast. And have different <clears throat> different co-hosts with me. But then when I started getting a coach in it, I was like, man, I don't man, now I'm going off on a whole different tangent. Is this what do I need to merge my show? Do I need to reinvent my show? Do I need to what do I need to do? 
And yeah. I think having somebody like yourself on here, give us some feedback on how to dial into our goals properly. So we don't have this wide circle, right? That we can target. Okay. Unless it's, you think it's the same three things. Do people need what I have? Do they want it? And what are they willing to pay pay for for it? it? I I, I guess, I, I guess that could go into this same thing. Do people need me? Do they really need me? I probably not. I don't know. You know what I mean? Somebody Um, does. Somebody uh, does. You know, and, uh, but, you know, I know for in my little world, there's a couple things I know in my world, right? I influence thousands of people, believe it or not. Sure. In martial arts. Sure. I've taught thousands of people. Now I have black belts that have their own schools that are impacting thousands of people that I go and be their, um, Are you kind of their mentor? Yes, their mentor and stuff, right? So now I'm impacting this, and it's just, it's growing in. So I have this built-in audience. (laughs) What do you think (laughs) that looks like? Well, first off, don't choke to death on us, number one. Uh, It's it's a bad look on air. Uh, (laughs) I know you're not feeling well. I'm just having a little fun with you. Uh, The thing, you know, you bring up a really good point when you said that you've mentored a lot of people and now they are mentoring people. So clearly your knowledge is being passed down. So there are people, the, the people that you have trained have probably said in their classes, I learned under, I studied under Mark Cox and all these other people. Yes. Well, now here's, now here's, even though you may not think in your, uh, of yourself in these terms of being the guy or, a celebrity or whatever you kind of are you know so there's there's nothing wrong with um with embracing that role uh my something you may want to think about and think about what most people let me just back up for just a second most business owners are one to two tiny little tweaks away from really blasting off i mean really exponentially taken off i'm not saying you have to do this it's just my two cents it could be totally wrong if your podcast was called the mark cox martial arts podcast now you got something that's really focused because the mark cox podcast look you've been doing this for four years i'm certainly not going to dump all over it (laughs) okay (laughs) number one but let's think let's think about that in the competitive landscape you have people like joe rogan's if you want to go old school phil donahue merv griffin the talk shows you know what i mean like it was just they were the they were the star and it would they would bring other people on do the monologue etc etc but if you we're not really kind of in that world anymore aside from people like joe rogan um Adam Carolla, all that stuff. Unless your unless your name is up here and you're so big, people can't ignore you. You got to drop it down and really hyper focus. So if you had the Mark Cox Martial Arts Podcast, ah, who's going to be listening? People that are into martial arts, and that's going to help you really focus more. But you could have somebody on like me to say, "Here's how you market your martial arts studio a little bit better." 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, right. it's you yeah, have so all these, I, yeah, you have right. all these I, different I, tangents. Because I thought about that, too. You know what I mean? The real talk, and I knew I looked at it because a lot of people have this real talk. I'm a real dude, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to ask you some hard questions. I don't really. You can ask me some hard questions. I'm going to tell you what it, how how exactly how I feel. And sure. I'm not going to be controversy. Um, I, I didn't want any kind of political stuff. I get enough of that bullshit every day. I just <clears throat> that's not yeah. that's not in my wheelhouse. And right. it creates such division that. Yep. I'm not interested in it. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in doing that. My my thought, everybody knows where I stand on things and uh I don't have to push it in your face and it doesn't mean I can't be your friend if you if you and I don't agree. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Um I like guns and I like having guns. You don't. That's all good. You know what I mean? That that's why I do martial arts cuz sometimes I don't have my gun. So, uh <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So, I mean just just you know that those simple things like that, but you know, I think one of the next questions I have for my, you know, and I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm being selfish here, but I know some people have these same thought processes. They're just not going to ask about themselves. Sure, I'm pretty, sure. and I'm pretty transparent. My ego is my ego can take a beating. I don't really, you know, I'm not going to get super butt hurt when somebody tells you, but I have a really hard time. This is me personally being in, being a, uh, I don't have problem like when you see me on stage it's a little bit different man i i I, you know and and i'm doing martial arts and i'm smashing things oh yeah i'm a whole different character or i'm going to talk to you about life lessons that i've learned on the mat and i've held hands to people passing away and and um Mm. carrying caskets to graves and and uh people breaking down in my office through through divorce where they can't i i'm I'm holding them up and even my own i've got real life stories man it ain't about punching and kicking. Punching and kicking is just my vehicle. The life stories that come from it and the growth that you have is exponentially. And I always felt that I want to share that because not everybody's into martial arts. Oh, another martial artist or and martial artists don't have the best. There's a couple of things about them, man. In the business world, they're not thought of really. You know, they teach courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control and indomitable spirit. And then they don't have any okay it really pisses me off right and you don't pay your bills on time or they have to reach out to you because you say you're going to do something that you don't do correct and stop doing that stop making yourself look bigger than you are when i know you personally i can't stand shit like that so uh amen uh and and so I want to take what I've done in this in this martial arts world because there's so many life lessons in it and an impact. And I do have a humble spirit about myself. I have a really I don't you'll never hear me really talk about my rank because it sounds so cliche. Oh, uh, Mr. Cox, you're not going to hear me introduce myself as my Mark Cox is coming to stage eighth degree black belt fourth degree black belt in this first degree black belt in hop keto fifth degree black belt in this purple belt and you're just not going to hear me do that i'm just not about it i don't like it and i'm getting my ass kicked on a daily weekly thing in the jujitsu class because this is my new thing i'm learning i'm getting tapped out but you're going to call me grandmaster no that's not going to happen and uh yeah i have problems with that i have a problems of having trying to be have humility how do you have humility and and market yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I was actually talking with somebody about um, this the other day. 
a phrase, and and you this will probably resonate with you. Somebody just re- and there's I know there's a lot of people that we know that are authors, and they'll say, "Oh, I just released this book and it's a bestseller." Hold up. Hold, stop. What is the criteria for a book to become a bestseller? I thought it had to be. I thought it was a number. I thought it was a you know, a, a a rank on some sort of a chart. A lot of the New York Times, which, by the way, if you buy thirty thousand copies of your own book, you too can be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> um. So this, yeah, you're, you're talking about the old imposter syndrome as mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about the fakes will expose themselves and they'll be exposed at some point. And, and you just, it, it's more of a, you put on your decoder ring, your translator ears, you know, is what they're saying. Does it sound too good to be true? If it is, it probably is. If it if it smells like BS, it probably is. And that's why I, um, I, I the last over the last month, I have really, with a vengeance and a passion, really started to go against anything. All that I'm a bestseller. When did your book come out? Three days ago. No, you're not. Um all that fake imposter stuff. I've really started to point my guns at that, take aim at that stuff. And, and here, let me, let me show you, you know, this is how serious I am. This is, you know, how you, you write down your, um, your mission statement, right. Like, mm-hmm. You know, or, or you, and nobody else really needs to know what it is except for you, but it's kind of like your daily motivation. Here's mine. Demolish. Artificiality. What's the last one there? Artificiality. Anything fake. That's if it's one. if it's fake, I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to sniff through your BS, and I'm going to. It's like in the Terminator. Remember in the beginning with the stepping R- on the skulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. It's awesome. Kind of like that. That's where I'm at. I'm so there is so much of that crap out there. That it is, it, I find it infuriating. And that could be the thing that has really kind of flipped the switch on this end. But back to your original point, and I apologize for diverting. There's just some things you have to get over. <laughs> you know, like if you say Mark Cox, who is a, who's won more belts than a monkey eats bananas or whatever, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, you just got to do that. It just, you just say, I've done that. I, I, it's not really me. I'm more about helping and serving and oh, whatever. Fine. But it just, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be one of those things that just, you just go, okay. You know, Mark, Mark Cox, a fifth degree, this, a ninth degree, that whatever. And you just go, yep, I've done that. But now let me, so let me show you how I can help you. Let me show yeah. you. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I like how you said that True, you know, because I do get the questions, you know, people like, well, you know, they ask you, what, what does that mean? Eight degree black belt? I said, I'll tell you what it means. It means I'm old as shit. That's what it means. <laughs> uh, I, I said, uh, 
That means I've been doing something for a long time. I said, yeah. there's no magic that happens at eighth degree where I go into this chamber with the sensei <laughs> and secret stuff comes down upon me and I go out and I have these uh, magical powers. I said, it's just not that it dude. is me no, doing dude. something. It would be cool if it, if that happened, I, I, I'd do that. But wait, let me, I'm going to start today. Are you telling there's a secret chamber with smoke and the light and the laser and all that? Where do I sign up? We know that doesn't happen, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but you're right though. You say, Hey, look, eighth degree. You know what that means? I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. I've been doing this longer than your parents, you know, or you're older than your parents or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can have some fun with it. It's okay. You know, nobody's going to, if you, if you can, it, it's a little bit of that self-serving or I'm sorry, self, self, um, deprecating humor, you know? Yeah. You know what that means? I've been doing this a lot. I'm, I'm old as crap. You know, I'm older than dirt. I've been doing this since Moby Dick was a minnow. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. I, and that's usually what I kind of do with that, but I, I would say that um, that, you know, these are, you know, pretty selfish podcasts on my side today because I had questions on, on this stuff, right? Right. And I know that other people have, uh, different hangups and, and some people are really good about, um, you know, talking about themselves and, and what they've done. Uh, you know, Jose's on, I think he's, he's done a masterful job on, he's got a pretty humble spirit about himself, right? No doubt. But no he, doubt. Pr- but he he does promote himself well and you know but there's some you know he's authentic because he says hey man you know before 75 i remember when i was doing 75 hard and jose would he called me he goes i'm gonna try this thing and i said i'm telling you bro it's going to change you man and uh, i remember him doing that and then he talks about that on how long it took him to do or or do these things and everything else right and so, you know, I've kind of followed the lead of these, uh, you know, he's, he's way younger than me, but um, watching me. these, uh, <laughs> watching these young guys, you know, learn from, from different things. And I, I just think that marketing is an, marketing yourself is a, is a weird thing, right? Because you, uh, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you're known. And you want other people to be talking, uh, to about be talking you. about you, no doubt. Now, it, yeah, I, I would just, I would just add the caveat that all marketing is hard. It's all hard, and the, and the reason it's hard, you would think in the in the because of the advent of the internet and social media and all this stuff that it would become easier. It's not. Google has admitted that they change their algorithm twice a day. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. LinkedIn, they can move the goalposts on you anytime they want. And guess what? They don't have to tell you. It's like because you know, all of a sudden you're running an ad on Google, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, we're we're page one on Google. Great. You don't change anything. And then you know, you check your rankings two, three days later, and all of a sudden you're on page nine. Like, mm-hmm. well, what what happened? We didn't do anything wrong. No, you didn't. Google changed their stuff, which went totally against the old stuff, <laughs> and now you're you know, you know, there, there's a, there's an old joke, uh, you know, where's the best place to bury a body on the second page of Google. So you don't want to, um, <laughs> you want to be, uh, you want to, you know, keep up as much as you can, you know, but the thing is, dude, it is hard. And it's my good friend, Mindy Hart in Kansas city. 
uh, had taught me many, many years ago. <clears throat> this is one of her quotes. Let the geniuses be geniuses. Dude, you've got, you have to delegate this stuff out. There is no way um, that you can try to keep up on all this SEO and all the all of this AI stuff that's coming out. You've got to trust other people to do their thing and help you out. You, you cannot do this all on your own. You can't. It's physically impossible. Like to get the success where you need, you got to hire a coach. You got to hire uh, people that are uh, experts in specific fields. Let them do their thing to fill in that piece of the puzzle for you. Because if you try to do it all yourself, you're, you're going to be, you're just going to stay stuck. You're, it's that simple. I think that's, I think that's good. I think I like to end with this. You know, we talk about Facebook and stuff like this. Now, you know, Facebook took me down for, Listen, man, they they crippled me. I, I did it. I learned some big lessons there. And, you know, and people can get all pissed off at them. But in the same token, uh, you're using something for free anyway. And they're free is stuff. And so they're going to do what they, they're going to want to do. And if you put all your eggs in one basket, man, you are really screwed. Oh, it, okay. You are playing with fire. And no doubt. And so they closed me down because they needed to verify my account. And it took them three weeks to verify it. Luckily, I had to resurrect, you know, I resurrected my America's best which was me. And now I've got these two things to look at. And I'm like, so I have my, my original one when they finally brought it up last week, right? The Mark Cox one. Uh, it gets way more play mm. than my other one. It's so weird to see the differences, man. You bring up a really, really great point, Mark. What, what we think you know, you, you put out a post or a video or a whatever, and you're thinking, oh, man, this is going to crush it. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to go just about viral, right? And then it goes, <laughs> it doesn't do anything. And you're going, what, what, why, what happened? Why is this not doing anything? Dude, we have no idea of the internal machinations of what goes on at Facebook. I've actually talked to somebody at Facebook. This is a true story. A couple of years ago, I actually talked to somebody. And the thing was, it was probably some girl working at a call farm down in Austin or something. Um, and and I got contradictory, um, contradictory advice. And it was, you, you see these people say, well, you got to do long, longer ads, perform better. And then her on the phone told me, and this is a direct quote. She goes, no, 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 shorter ads work better. Well, which is it? <laughs> right. That's true. And so you're getting you're getting contradictory uh, advice and information from the same company. <laughs> you know, it's like that's why I say you got you have to you have to enlist the help of experts in those areas that you need help. If you try to do this on your own, eh, good luck. That's all I can tell you. Good luck because you're going to need it. All right. Well, let's end with this, man. We're past the hour already. I knew this would happen with you anyway. Let's right. talk about the QR code real quick that you have that you've invented. Let's talk about where people can find that. What in yeah. a in a in a Reader's Digest version are we looking at for that, and how can it help others that are listening to the show? Yeah. If you basically, if you sell stuff to people, uh, is that broad enough for you? If you sell stuff to people, uh, <laughs> this can help you. If you, um, like for example, so this podcast here. What I've created allows you to sell four things on the same screen at the same time. Think of it almost in terms of your own shopping channel that you can turn on or off anytime you want. The reason I invented it 
is again, I go back to demolish artificiality is I want people to be able to get whatever it is you have to sell in as few taps or clicks as possible. If you want to send people down a funnel, great, fine. But if you think of this in terms of this is the first step into a funnel, it's super cool. I can assure you that, number one. But number two, the biggest thing is it, you, we see QR codes all over the place. Nobody's going to scan it if you don't tell them why. Like, why should I scan this code? If it's just up there, well, what am I? Why am I scanning this? No, no, no. Scan this because here's a deal you can't get anywhere else on the planet. Here's a deal that, by the way, you not only can you not get anywhere else, uh, it's going to go away in a day or whatever, you know, whatever you, uh, whenever you want to basically end it. So it's um, it's a visual medium. Uh, I do own the copyrights on it, the trademark. And uh, so don't try to steal it or else I will come down on you like a ton of bricks or uh, like that guy that hit your jaw back in 1977. Right. Uh, Tony so, Mendoza. Tony, Tony Mendoza, Mendoza, if anybody's looking for him. I will, see him. I will come down on you like Tony Mendoza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you can check it out. Uh, there's a video demonstration. Uh, it's at the, T-H-E, QRmarket.com. The QRmarket.com. Jose, one of my... Uh, Jose, I think he's watching this right now. Big, big supporter of it. And uh, if you're going to be in Cherry Hill uh, next week, you'll see it there as well. I'll be there. Yep, I'll um, be there. Yeah. So you, if you're going to be at that event, come see it. Um, and I'll show you how you can use it as well. So, but I, I'm actually, that's, I've been working on that for over a year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now I'm actually getting ready to split it off uh, and run a parallel thing with it, which I can't announce yet. I would love to have been able to break some kind of world exclusive here on the Mark Cox <laughs> podcast, but it's just not, uh, not, yeah. not quite there yet, but we're very, very close. So. All right. Sounds awesome. Yeah. This is great. This is a great hour, Tim. I, I really appreciate your, uh, just your uh, authenticity and, you know, real talk back and forth to, to kind of help. I know if I ask questions, people have the same questions I have, even in their world, you know, it doesn't have to be a martial arts marketing is marketing. And, and I have some hangups with it. I, I'm not going to lie. You can see sure. some insecurities I have with it about, you know, talking about myself. I mean, some people don't have any, any, any issues with that whatsoever. I just happen to be, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm super competitive and don't get me wrong now. Listen, I hate losing more than I like winning. I can tell you that for a fact. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I'll talk shit. I'll, I'll shit talk with the best of them. And, and, um, but I do have a, a, a humble spirit because I've seen um, martial arts can make you humble, man. It, it will make you, oh, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you're going to find out you're not the biggest, you know, you think you're the alpha dog. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, the daddy walks in the alpha daddy. I'm like, Oh man. And, uh, and so it's just, a, it's just, it's just been some, some, some awesome things, but I know in my world, my martial arts world and the stories that I can tell from it, there's life lessons that are learned. And I had to grind through a lot of stuff and, and I've have grown and you got to have some grit and that that's going to resonate with everybody. That's what I was asking. Some of my stuff was selfish because I, I you know, I want to see it, it become better. Sure. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. I think you, you kind of put me on a, on a path that now that I've done this this year, uh, there's some other books that, that are in me now. I want, you know, I want to do something right that, you know, the 10 easy steps of black belt, uh, leadership you know what i mean that you take it from what i've leadership is leadership but 
these are what I've done and and simple steps to, to put you on, on the right path. And so I'll look forward to having those talks with you as we, as as we continue on our relationship, maybe we can have a little coffee or something when we're out there in New Jersey, because I hear it's cold as shit out there. It's 81 degrees here in California and I've got to bring a jacket and, uh, bring more than that. I think so (laughs) (laughs) bring a couple of jackets. So yeah. With that being said, man, I want to uh, appreciate everything. You'll be, I'll have the audio portion of this out so you can share it on your platform also. So it'll Fantastic. be on my YouTube. Uh, so anybody can come back and listen to it now and I'll have the audio portion back. You'll hear the beginning. I look forward to letting you hear the beginning of it and say, yeah, we need to concise that down. We need to, we need to break that down sure. and, uh, and listen to the outro also. See what you think. We'll okay? do. Okay. All right. We'll do. Thank All you, right, man. man. It's been great. I appreciate it. All right, Tim. Have an awesome day, Thanks. man. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.